welcome to another episode of Spiral Out Podcast. I'm your host, Chris West. Well, it's been a long time since I've released an episode. A lot of changes going on. A lot of this, a lot of that. None of your concern. Anyways, um, on today's show, we have Dan Dipple, a.k.a. 1000 Styles. And he truly does have 1000 Styles. Check him, check him out on his Instagram, look up his art, uh, do all that great stuff. He was a great guy. He sent me a great uh, poster for the first leg tour with a nice little doodle on it. And uh, his second leg poster came out and I think was, uh, was even better. Look out for that. Everyone, not everyone, but some of you may or may not have seen the article that came out about me and tool posters and the podcast um it was mostly liked some of you liked it some of you really didn't like it which is fine i don't mind reddit people are mean but nonetheless some questions from that uh article or at least after on reddit were one am i mentally ill probably um two do i have a poster addiction most certainly most certainly do um Am I a true tool fan? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird question. What makes what makes a tool fan a true tool fan? Like, is there a time limit? Do I have to have so much merchandise? Do I have to have, like, a 1992 demo tape? Um, or can I just like them and listen to them and have fun? being a part of the community that also does those things. I don't know if that's enough. For some people, it's not. Nonetheless, I hope you enjoy this episode. Dan Dipple, 1000 Styles, was a great guy. I hope you enjoy more podcasts to come. And I hope you enjoyed the article. Spiral out. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, doing good, doing good. How are you? Good. You're Dan, right? Yes, sir. That's it t- me. It it took me a little bit of research to find out your real name. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I, I have a few different names floating around there. First of all, thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, super, o- super awesome of you. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I have like a stutter. Yeah. I have like a stutter, and I pause while talking a lot. So God knows why I started a podcast. <laughs> i'm chris by the way uh good to meet you yeah here we go so hello everyone and welcome to spiral out podcast our guest today is dan dipple you got it he is also known as 1000 styles and he did a Pusiver's poster for boston right yes yep. uh june 20th let's start there was this your first Pusiver poster you did yes you also did the t-shirt that a lot of people bought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The t-shirt was actually done like two years ago um, when they were first doing like the preparations for this tour. Um, but then, you know, like like all the other tours, they got canceled and postponed and whatever. So the t-shirt graphic was just kind of like, just kind of had, had been done for a long time. But finally the tour restarted and it was able to be used. Um, so I was able to post it and, you know, kind of show it off. Uh, the poster itself was later on, much more recent. I think I did the artwork in... April, uh, early May. So definitely a much more current representation of, you know, I guess my interpretation of the band or whatever. I went through your, your blogs, like from like 2010 and just trying to see, yeah, just trying to see your progression of like, you know, I don't know what year you started, but, um, that's when your blog started (laughs) and just, just trying to see like how you moved up and, and what were the first things. But you did a lot of T-shirts first, right? Is what I'm what I'm yep. guessing. So, yep. um, I again starting with this T-shirt. Uh, what was your process like? Did you, did you listen to the music? What, like, did you do research on the band? Um, uh, kind of, kind of all of the above. Um, the the people I was working for directly. I never worked directly for the you know the band members sure. uh, with this kind of thing. But uh, the merchandising people I was working with, they kind of gave me a kind of a just a general set of topics for our direction that the band was going to be kind of 
centering their their tour around you know the aliens um you know alien abduction uh the the whole billy d sort of saga i guess you know the the events surrounding his life and what he's up to and uh you know kind of men in black uh women in black uh the whole you know that whole sort of you know aesthetic i guess not aesthetic but uh sort of set of topics or whatever and they said anything along those lines you know just uh kind of do what you want to do and um so yeah just came up with some sketches uh kind of along those lines and submitted them and they ended up choosing the one that i did obviously uh sort of uh sort of an immaculate conception sort of idea i guess uh found some old immaculate conception sort of artworks and and kind of tied in the billy d alien sort of thing all together and as far as process goes uh those are pencil sketches they approve the idea the concept uh, the whole co- uh sort of composition the final line work was done digitally in procreate on my ipad and then i uh i block in color for this one anyway i block in color at that point too after i finished the line work separate layers for you know blocking in color and then i take the whole thing to photoshop to uh tweak colors you know make some make some final adjustments to line work and, and then add you know textures and and sort of a finishing elements like the um the sacred geometry that's in the background uh added that stuff in photoshop and you know and that's about it do you, um so the sacred geometry in the back uh did you pick those shapes specifically for any reason not in terms of their meanings uh they just were good for the composition sure so this wasn't uh this was always meant to be a t-shirt yes cool yeah. I uh, I got one somewhere. I got on, <laughs> on this tour. Oh yeah, yeah. As for your, I hope it printed well. I've, I've never seen them in print. I mean the uh, no t-shirt? the uh, t-shirt. Uh, t-shirt. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an actual photo of the you know the actual t-shirt, but that's not unusual. You know, yeah. sometimes I um, I, I spent the artwork and never see the final product. After after the interview, I'll find I'll find one. <laughs> I'll find it and uh, take a picture to show you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. As for the, let's move on to the poster. I'm guessing it's the same uh, same kind of setup. You know, you, you sketch out something. Did you have multiple sketches? Yeah, yeah. Um, I normally have three or four different concepts sketched out for the initial approval, initial review by the by the merch people. You got any of those uh, handy one, that you can show us? <laughs> um, let me see. I'm, I might, actually. I, um, I, I love to see, like, the original... Um, concepts for some of these. I actually have a few like uh, I fan questions about the poster in general. While you're looking, uh, the numbers on the like hand watch those mean anything? Yeah, they're my um, they're my kids' birthdays actually. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> you're the first person that's actually even even noticed that, including my wife. Really? So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these um, right. and believe me, it wasn't me who noticed it uh, originally. Some I posted on Facebook uh, like I'm, I was going to talk to you on on my podcast page, and I yeah. always I always post the poster and go, hey, you know, so and so is going to be on in a couple of days. You have any questions about the art? Feel free to shoot me a question, and I'll ask them. And uh, oh, cool! That was de- that was definitely one of them. Okay. Yeah. The nice. the other the other one was. Uh, what did you draw inside the briefcase? <laughs> oh, that's just um, like on the uh, underneath his arm, like on the briefcase. No, no, like actually inside the briefcase. They're being ridiculous, oh, but they yeah. want they want to know what's inside <laughs> there. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know about that. I should uh, I should come up with a cool answer for that question, but I don't know. I guess uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. They they never really open the briefcase in in any of the images and videos that I found on on the web to yeah to no do I. This research for this poster so I, uh, your guess is as good as mine right. but anyways here's the I don't know if you can see this go backwards I don't know how to share something that's on a screen. oh there you go I see it yeah that's awesome you can kind of tell what it is yeah uh, maybe I'll um if I somehow can after the interview I'll take a screenshot of this sketch and send it to you if you want to use it in oh I I, um, I would love somehow. that I I usually post somehow put it up so it better. Yeah, when I post the episodes around, I uh, do like a little link and it. There's like I don't know ten or so photos that I'll attach with it to just so they know what we're talking about. Um, that yeah, kinda, that kind of leads me to my next question about um, some of your stuff. Not all artists do this, but I've seen. I'm pretty sure you do this. You sell the line work sometimes afterwards, right? Yeah, sometimes. Um, 
Is that hard to do? I do hard to sell it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to hard to let it go. Oh, um, yeah, it is uh, in a lot of cases. But it's the kind of thing like, you know, yeah, I really, you know, I really like this piece of art. You know, I've spent countless hours putting this landmark together and creating this. You know, a lot of times they're full size. You know, eighteen by twenty four. You know, ink on paper, and I spend, you know, days and days grinding with, you know, grinding with with a pen and ink and and putting that together. You know, it's great that I still have it, but it's it's just gonna sit in a flat file someplace, and I'll rarely look at it. You know, I'd rather I'd rather it go to somebody who's gonna really enjoy it. Maybe frame it, put it up on their wall. You know, show it to people, and then of course, you know make some money off it too uh, to add to the bottom line of the you know of the poster as a whole so you know that that tends to win out these days but i do have quite a lot of um you know pen and originals sitting you know over on the side of my studio over here um so it's yeah it's it's kind of both it's like it's like bittersweet you're like i i spent a lot of time this is awesome i want to keep it but i i run a business (laughs) and right exactly you know you know i love doing this you know, I love what I do, and that's that's why I do it. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I do need to pay bills and stuff. And selling the originals really, you know, it's a that it usually wins out in the end. Again, going through your blog, it just seems like you kind of bootstrapped it from the beginning. There's some graffiti art in the beginning, I'm guessing, and uh, doing a lot of DJ yep. posters. And can you kind of talk on like how you came up and like how you start, how you um cultivated you know your style and and where you came up with the name <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um well it's uh i've been doing this for a while now um probably about 20 years you know on a, you know on a professional level more or less you know it's uh for me it was always it was never like you know all right graduate college with an illustration degree and go after the gate poster scene you know it, it there was a lot in between where i'm at now and where i started um Back in the early days, um, I was super into graffiti, super into like J culture, hip hop, um, as well as, um, you know, as well as lots of other styles of music. But visually, my focus in the beginning was, uh, t-shirt graphics for bands and, you know, album art. Um, music has always been a huge part of my life. So it's always been, um, you know, I've always known that I've wanted to tie my, my visual art into music somehow and have the two be related. So in the, in the early days, it was like promotional flyers for, um, for, um, for raves, uh, promotional, um, materials for bands, you know, like kind of flyers, you know, graffiti related stuff, skateboards, you know, I've always wanted to do album art and t-shirt graphics. Uh, so that was kind of my goal at the beginning, but you know, it was a lot of work and, and, it was hard, especially back then, to get things noticed. So it was, it was just been, you know, uh, a consistent grind for the last 20 years. And eventually, it got to the point where, I don't know, maybe I think I did my first gig poster in 2014. So around that time was when I kind of became aware of the whole gig poster thing. I did one. I think my first one was for Primus. That was your first big one. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was the first like, wow, like this is Primus is a big band, you know. I get to do big artwork, you know, it's, it's kind of a special thing, the whole limited edition aspect of it, um, you know, it all just kind of like all of a sudden was like this, you know, this is where I want to be, you know, it's, there's a whole kind of uh, a closer attitude, um, is kind of, I, I don't know, like a lot of people go, you know, they, they, they collect not just posters for a band that they like, but they also can collect, you know, they can collect posters from an artist they like, and that's not... That for me has not has never been the case uh, prior to gig posters. Like it was always like, great, I get to do this graphic for this band or you know this you know this project for whatever. Um, and it was always fun. You know, it was always good art. Uh, you know, good artwork to be able to do. And I, I was always appreciative of every single project I ever get. Um, but it was never, you know, gig posters just feel kind of elevated to me. Like in a in a way, like it's it's kind of like. Um, you know, top shelf work, I guess. Uh, and that's always, um, I, it's, it's really nice to be able to do that. I a hundred percent agree with you. I've never been a collector until recently. I like anything. I've always, you know, liked the bands I liked, liked artists here and there and loved comic books, never really collected them. But 
mm-hmm. a friend of mine exposed me to, you know, posters and how, again, how they're limited. And, you know, if, if you follow X amount of bands, you know, each individual show has a different poster and yada, yada, yada. And then, I don't know what it hit. It hit some nerve that just never had been hit for me before. And uh, yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been hooked ever since to the point where I'm doing this now, you know? uh, talking to you. <laughs> and it does yeah. feel like elevated. Like I'll see, I have friends that collect, my girlfriend collects his lunch boxes. I mean, we have 500 lunch boxes all around our house. I mean, uh, <laughs> I got friends that collect mugs. I don't know. I'm a little pompous. I'm like, I, I collect gig posters. <laughs> do you know that this artist i'm talking i'm talking to uh 1000 styles today what, what are you doing with your sunday anyways i'm not really that egotistical but <laughs> but i mean it does it just feels a little bit different than like other merchandise in my opinion like yeah it's a yeah. it's a piece of art you know i know you spent a lot of time on it not everybody gets one <laughs> And it also yeah. includes a band that I really enjoy. I mean, it kind of just right. hits a, hu- yeah. a few different levels that uh, I think yeah. some things don't hit. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of different t-shirt graphics for different bands, a lot of bands, you know, a lot, for, a lot of graphics for a lot of bands that I listen to on a daily basis. And, it, it, you know, it, it's like a dream come true. Um, but Gate Posters is like, you know, that plus plus more, you know, somehow. And it's just, it's a great thing to be able to do. And I'm, I'm thankful that, um, you know, at that, at that point and, and being able to enjoy gigs like this now. And I don't know, it's awesome. But, oh, and, and also about the name, you asked me where the name came from. Uh, back in my uh, graffiti days, um, I, I wrote underneath one of my, one of my pieces a long time ago. This was back in like the late nineties. I used to, you know, a lot, of, a lot of graffiti writers will, will do kind of similar letters every time they go out, different colors or, you know, slight variations, but it's the same kind of general look to their to their pieces. Sure. And I always wanted to do something completely different every single time. So at, at some point I wrote underneath one of my pieces, Man of a Thousand Styles, and it just kind of stuck with me from there. And eventually it became sort of a, sort of an alias, even, you know, past the, the graffiti days or whatever. So it's just something that stuck with me. Out of like all the different names I've heard uh, with artists over the years, that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> it just, uh, you immediately know, like, oh shit. Uh, and then again, <laughs> going through your blog and different things, you can see like you could do painting and you can do uh, comic art and gig posters and t shirts and have DJ culture stuff over here and doing metal shit over here. And you're like, yeah, fucking yeah. hey, he does have a thousand styles. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always kind of taken pride in that, you know, being able to, you know, switch things up but still have it be my own. Uh, I guess. So that Pusiver poster, that first one, I'm pretty sure I know which one you're talking about. It's like a vehicle of some kind. And the Primus. Yeah, the first one you did. It's like some yeah. crazy yeah. vehicle and the guy inside, and it's like a hot rod type type deal. Yep. Um, yep. I, in your blog, you mentioned in, you think Zoltan, right? That's his name. Zoltan, yeah. Zoltan. He's like yeah. a huge, huge poster artist. Uh, can you explain yeah. why you thanked him? Like how how maybe that helped you get into the poster gig scene? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's the one who gave me that 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 job. Uh, he was curating the Primus poster series at the time, um, which I think he did several several years in a row. Um, I don't think he does anymore, but um, at that time, he was the one choosing all the artists for all the posters that the band was putting out for all their tours. And uh, I I believe he contacted me to ask me if I wanted to do one. And of course, you know, I, I, had, I had already been, been a fan of his for a while. Sure. Um, and I knew he did the Primus posters, but yeah, he reached out to me and I, I, I think he did anyway. I don't think I contacted him, although I Anyways, yeah, he asked me if I wanted to do the poster. I was like, yeah, of course. Uh, and I worked with him to get that poster done. You know, he's, <clears throat> so I, I, you know, thanked him for that gig when I posted the, you know, the artwork when it, when it came out or whatever. And um, he's been kind of, um, uh, I guess, you know, he, he kind of brought me into or, or made that, made the whole gig poster scene kind of visible to me. I, I, I wasn't really aware of it prior to that. 
and uh, doing that one poster. And then I kind of got, you know, more into it, like, you know, looking for other post, other Primus posters and then finding out other bands are doing the same kind of thing. And I seen you so did. he's kind of responsible for me finding it, you know, the whole gig poster thing. I seen uh, early on, you did a lot of festival posters mm-hmm. and they're all fucking sick, by the way. Again, if you're listening and you haven't gone through Dan or Thousand Styles like blog and seen his history or looked at all the different stuff. I mean, it's I'm tr- I am terrible at describing people's <laughs> style and art, but I mean, um, there's definitely some like comic booky stuff going on and some like um, I want to say like the Radfink style sometimes, not all the time. Yep. And yep. Um, I get what would what would you call that style like the Radfink stuff? Um, uh, lowbrow, yeah. I think, is kind of uh, the, the the label I would attribute to it. But there's also this level of, in my opinion, and, and this is just how I f- describe it. There's a, this level of class with your stuff that, um, like, it's it's like you said, has that lowbrow like greediness, but there's it's also like weirdly elevated um, <laughs> and like classy, in my opinion. Even this Pusiver poster, like you look at it. it He's gritty, he's in space, there's a lot going on, but it's like, um, I don't want to say pretty, because it's not pretty, but it's uh, it's classy. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I, I It's sharp. I try you know, it's to... clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, uh, I, I guess it's just, uh, I don't know, like refined filth, I guess. Perfect. Um. That's the it's name like, of the episode uh, now. <laughs> I try to i I put a lot of effort into making things look dirty and kind of a little bit weathered, but not to the point of being junk or being like you know like um, you know too too messy where you can't see stuff like line work. Um, you know every single every single speck or piece of dirt or you know void in a line. I mean it's all it's all on purpose. You know it's all done in um, you know, in a very, I guess, purposeful way. So I, I think that's what you're, yeah. what you're trying to describe. You Thank know, like you. Very. Thank you for helping. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I like to do. I, you know, it's, it's just, I put a lot of effort into making things look quick and dirty and loose, I guess. So, what'd you say? Refined dirtiness? <laughs> refined filth? Refined filth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, I need guess. To, you need to put that on a shirt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like that description. That's a good one. No, it's it's awesome. Um, kind of going back to that Pusiver poster, you know, just talking about how you uh, nothing nothing is on an accident. Um, but you know, they tell you, hey, we're gonna you did the T-shirt. I'm guessing now we want you to do a poster. Um, Men in Black, Aliens. Did they ask for the Billy D character? No, no, they. Um they just gave me that, that same sort of art direction, you know, the, the men in black alien abduction sort of thing. So, um, and they sent me the links to, um, the, you know, a, a few different customer videos that are online. And, uh, the, the one that I really liked and was kind of inspired by was the, I can't remember what, I can't remember what the name of it is now, but the, the one where Billy D's like, you know, he's he's running in the desert. He's on that like sort of uh, rocket ship thing flying through the desert. He ends bullet, up in the bar with the bullet train to Iowa. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, I watched that through like four or five times, and I was like, you know, this Billy D guy, he's, you know, he's extremely interesting, both both visually and sure. uh, just you know topically. And um, I I wanted to include him in at least one of the concepts I pitched to the. Uh, the the merch people I'm working for, and that's the one they say ended up choosing. Nice. So when you sat down to uh, come up with that concept, you you said you had a couple of different concepts. You don't need to show me the different concepts, but again, I'm always curious on because I can't draw like at all, like zero zero drawing skills, <laughs> zero art skills. Uh, again, why why I do a podcast is because I think this is how I can contribute um, <laughs> or be a part of at least the conversation. Um, yeah. Just even like from posing him and having like things where they're at, like, and not just this poster, any poster you do, it's like, what, what's the spark? Where do you go? Okay, I got it. Like, like, does that just come naturally? And you're like, I know I want to do something with Billy. Let's just have him chilling in space. And then I start there. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's kind of um, you know like the, the the concept I had in my mind was all right. Billy D is an astronaut. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe getting chased chased through space by you know some UFOs, and then I'm like, all right, how do I do that in a way that's visually interesting, uh, appeals to the appeals to the fans of the band, is going to get posters sold for the band, but also is something that I feel like. Can, I can put something of myself into something that's going to be fun for me to do. Um, so at that point, I I started looking for uh, photo reference for the um, for the spacesuit. I, I knew I wanted something that was not uh, not like a recent spacesuit, like nothing from the last like twenty five, thirty five years. Uh, I just wanted to go the you know sort of a vintage look for everything in the poster. So I started looking for just photos of old spacesuits, you know, 50s, 60s, early 70s. And, um, you know, found a collection of like 15 different photos that I kind of grabbed bits and pieces from as I was sketching out the um, the concept. And uh, the position of Billy D and where the, where the UFOs are in the piece, it just kind of um, eventually came together in terms of just building a, you know, building a composition that, was strong, had good lines, you know, directed your eye in certain places and filled the space nicely without being too busy. You know, and it's just all kind of, you know, I revise things until it looks, you know, just has that look, you know, that right look to me. Are you going to keep your line artwork there or are you going to sell that one? Uh, that one actually I uh, did entirely digitally. So okay. there is no, there is no line work to sell, which is unfortunate, <laughs> but a lot for of sure times, for that uh, one. <laughs> You, you I mean, I, I had, went a little higher I on that I one had, than, than most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had six or seven people ask me if if I'm going to sell it, um, the, you know, the original line work, and I have to disappoint everybody. I mean, um, you, but, you, but this you, one there wasn't any. You could spend a day and draw it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just redo it just to be able to sell it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that. To tell you the truth, as a, <laughs> as a guy who collects things, if you were like, "Hey, I redrew it." You know, it's up for this much. If you want it, you want yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I'd still be on top of it. Uh, and I know, and I think other people would as well. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> that's something to think about. Maybe, maybe. So I want to talk about a different poster that's probably one of mo- your more famous posters as well. Uh, um, the Foo Fighters poster that you did for, that they sold online. You know, the Hamilton, Ontario Samurai poster. That's one of my favorite posters I've ever seen. Um, oh, wow. It's Thanks. so sick. <laughs> um, and again, I, I kind of came into this different than I think a lot of people, maybe not, but I started with tool posters and, and those are just completely done a different way. And how they pick the artists are all yeah. done completely differently than, you know, the 20, 30 bands, I think that do what Pucifer is doing, you know, Dave Matthews, yeah. uh, Primus, um, Mastodon, you you know you know the you know the big hitters, uh, three eleven. They yeah, all yeah. they all kind of like have these groups of artists that they use, and they all do it a certain way. <clears throat> um, so, but that samurai one for some reason just hits differently, and uh, I'm just kind of curious. I don't even ask a lot of artists about other previous posters, but I feel like I had to ask about that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> just concept and like what was the whole story behind that? Uh, that one that because it's just so cool thank you yeah i mean it, i don't think it, it has any any sort of unique story behind it necessarily um i just i just wanted to do something that was badass <laughs> uh, yeah yeah just just badass you know powerful visually striking um just something that really like like you in the face when you look at it you know, that was kind of what i was going for for that one and um you know, I, I I love samurais. I love that whole culture. So, and I've never done anything in that direction uh, prior to that. So I I kind of went that way, and I wanted I wanted to do like an like an upshot of it to give it that much more um, impact, I guess, visually. Um, and it was something that I wanted to make look kind of um, organic, um, but strong at the same time, I guess. Uh, kind of hard to explain but um because it definitely you know, I had a lot of fun doing all the different armor uh, the horse's armor especially um 
and a lot of fun making it look really dirty. Um, and I've always liked having a big circle in the background on on posters. I think that really gives composition a, a really strong base to go off of, and it just kind of works out nice to have the you know the samurai and the horse kind of coming out at the viewer from the circle. Um, and I don't know the text. The, the actual Foo Fighters text was um, was difficult for me. That that was probably the hardest decision I made on that poster in terms of like how to how to do the band's name. Oh, really? Because uh, it's I try to, it's very it's very cool. I, again, uh, I'll post it with this, but it's kind of like I don't want to say I don't know, just like sharp, <laughs> like sh- like mm-hmm. comes to points. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I ended up having all that space at the bottom underneath. And I wanted to do something that was, you know, again, just visually strong and tried a bunch of different ways to do it, a bunch of different, like, typefaces that are both drawn and digitally, you know, mixing up typefaces, mixing up sizing and angles and, um, you know, having shadows and no shadows, different colors. And it just was not really working with, you know, the, the main image above and ended up just, you know, getting frustrated and just, like, just like drawn real quick with just with, you know, just with my hand with a, with a big ink pen and just went, you know, <clears throat> just, just real messy and real drippy. And I was like, wait, you know, I flipped it to white and it was like, all right, this is it. You know, so I, <laughs> I, I knew what style it was going to be. And I redrew the letters in that style probably 150 times before I got the one that's actually on the poster. But mm. once I, once I had it, I, I knew it was it. And uh, it just, it just really turned out well. I got a really good reaction on that one. Um, um out quick it was a good one so that's kind of what's leading me to my next question is uh you're reading your blog you you were like this is probably when you posted that one you stated something around the lines of this is you know one of my most successful posters it sold out within a couple days or within the day and yeah and i guess the question i have is um do all your posters do that now and then what compare that to poster uh Pusiver, Fans, because I'm guessing your Pusiver poster probably sold out in like three minutes, <laughs> less yeah. than. Yeah, it uh, was. It was like less than a minute. It was. <laughs> it was really surprising to me. I was. I mean, I, I had I had sort of an idea that it might go quick because it's kind of like tool adjacent, you know, and tool posters sell out instantly no matter what they are. Uh, so I was coping, I was kind of hoping it would be successful, but I I didn't really know for sure, but it, it worked out well. Um, but yeah, not not all my posters sell out fast. Um, some do, some don't. I mean, I, I think it has a lot to do with what band they're for, sure, uh, mostly. Um, but sometimes I think it also has a lot to do with just you know the artwork in general and what band it's for. Um, you know, I'm I'm grateful for every you know poster sale that I get, and you know all of my posters so far have have been more successful than I thought they would be. You know, so I guess. I'm happy with, you know, whatever, whatever happens. I mean, that I just keep them up for sale until they do sell out and eventually, you know, eventually they all do. So maybe you, you know, can, quicker than others. right. One of your first big ones was a Metallica one, right? Too. Yeah. Last, I think it was last summer. It was for the, the black album reissue. Was that the same kind of call like for management or their production or merch management and any direction yeah. on that? Cause Metallica posters definitely have a specific theme. It seems like, across the board yeah so their their merch people came to me and, and asked me to do that i had done some work for them prior to, for you know for some for some other bands and also for metallica previously i uh, did three t-shirt graphics for them prior to this poster so i've got to know their merch people a little bit uh they're super nice guys um and actually i did two posters for them prior to this but they never got they never got released because the shows got postponed or canceled or something but so this was actually my third metallica poster thankfully it it you know, it came out. Art direction they gave me was pretty much whatever you want, as long as it's, you know, Metallica related or you know looks like something that Metallica fans would want. Don't do um, don't do tulips. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and they they kind of you know, it didn't have to be related. I mean, every poster that came out as part of that Black Album reissue was like geared toward one one of the songs, one of the heavier songs on on the record. Um, and I got nothing else matters and. They, you know, they didn't require the poster subject art to be, you know, in line with the song necessarily, but... If you could, that'd be awesome. Poster, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and for my poster, it was, 
you know, it was, you know, there was no question I wanted to do something along the lines of, of the song and the lyrics and what the whole song meant uh, to the band. It, I don't think I, I don't think I proposed more than just the one concept to them that time. I just knew what I wanted to do. Uh, the kind of the concept kind of came to me, you know, pretty much right away, and it was just a matter of articulating it visually. For those listening, how how does that um, poster relate to the song "Nothing Else Matters"? Like visually, how do you how do you even do that? Yeah, it's you know, it's it's definitely a challenge. I mean, to take a song that's audio only and make it visual and have it do justice to to the song, especially a song that's that iconic iconic <laughs> i guess yeah it's it's a lot of pressure it took me a long time to get to the point where i was happy with it proud of it you know i thought it you know did the did the song justice i just wanted it to be something that was beautiful and dark at the same time because uh, that's kind of how i feel about the song i've been a metallica fan since 1987 so doing something for this for this band period is amazing doing something for something as big as the black album reissue was just like incredible so i wanted to make sure i you know brought my a game so to speak so it took me a long time to come up with a you know a way to articulate the concept visually that uh kind of did the song justice and um the whole art nouveau thing i've always been a fan um you know alphonse Mucha is one of my favorite artists of all time sort of that art nouveau vintage sort of feel but have it tie into the, the song lyrics at the same time uh it just ended up being you know kind of a perfect storm i guess uh i don't know if you do you know uh like the you know what the concept is beside, behind the poster sort of have um, you no i have i don't think i i don't think i no, posted you, that no you didn't that's that's kind of where i was getting to and i'll if you can give me a moment i'd like to bring it up yeah, it was just kind of the, the song, the, the original song lyrics deal with James's um, kind of just his, you know, being out on tour, being away from his girlfriend at the time, you know, uh, how he dealt with that, you know, sort of long distance relationship, how to keep that, you know, how to keep that intact, how to keep that successful and how, you know, the distance doesn't matter. Nothing matters aside from, you know, the love he had for her and her for him. So I just I, I wanted to kind of take that sort of concept, but instead of a, a distance divide between the the two people in the relationship, it's a, uh, instead of a distance divide in my poster, I wanted to do like a, a class divide um, and going with the whole vintage late 19th, early 20th century sort of Art Nouveau look. Sure. The two people are, you know, the, the man is like from a, you know, extremely poor working class background and the woman is very upper class, high social status. I see that. Um, but they're in love anyway, you know, and, and, you know, that love is all that matters. They're, you know, the, the challenges that they would have faced at that time being some drastically different social classes would have been very tough to overcome. It's not, you know, impossible. Um, and I, I felt it was a good sort of, um, uh, I guess, analogous way to um, express the, the, the concept of those song lyrics and do it in a visually interesting way. It makes it so much more interesting to hear it, because, again, I, I've looked at this poster probably, I don't know, 15 times in the last day, <laughs> you know, just doing research <laughs> on you and looking at all your stuff. Yeah. And I am embarrassed to say I did not see the class thing, you know? <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm sure you're not alone in that. It's, uh, you know, not something that is, you know, put right out there. I, I wanted it to be there, but it doesn't have to be, you know, shoved into the viewer's face. You know, it's just there for one. You know, when they do find it or look into it or whatever. And I'm now noticing the circle too, just like the uh, Foo Fighters poster. Um, yeah, yeah, that that base circle. Yeah, I love it. It just, you know, it just brings a lot of strength to the image. And you can, like I said, you can play with it. You know, like he's he's coming from this side, she's coming from that side. You know, the circle, you know, yep. brings them together, and uh, it, it really it really is striking. And do you have names for these two? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think I've ever thought about that. Um, Fair enough. I don't know. I, I guess it. Maybe it's better if they don't have names. Great. They can just kind of be, you know, whoever Who the viewer are. decides that they are. I really appreciate you sharing all that, and I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, cool. there's somebody out there listening that has that poster and can now 
have a, I don't know, newfound respect or enjoyment out of it. You're like, oh shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. Cause you've been doing gig posters now since 2014 going through, you've, you've got tons of festival posters. You're hitting all the major bands, you know what I'm saying? That do them. Uh, is there a band you'd like to work with? They haven't worked with yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tons. Um, I haven't done a 311 poster yet. I'd like to do one for them. I've been a fan of theirs a long time also. Um, cool. I'd like to do a tool poster. Um, Me too. We, <laughs> I can't even draw and I want to do it. <laughs> um, Ween, you said? Uh, yeah, Ween also. Sleep. Um, Billy Strings. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. um, just, I guess just, just more metal bands in general. Sure. Um, I think... Uh, you know, I don't think enough metal bands do the, you know, the whole limited poster thing. And I, I think, uh, you well, know, I would like to see that happen more often and I would like to do more of those. Do you think that's uh, be, because of a lack of knowledge that they can? Or do you think that, because um, this, this is definitely a question I think about from time to time. It's like, let's take a band, I don't know, um, that doesn't do posters a lot. That definitely. All right, let's do Deftones. They have some stuff here and there, but you know, I I saw them a couple times on their recent tour, and no gig poster. Like they had VIP poster, and I'm just wondering: is do you think it's probably like a maybe this is a question for the bands, but <laughs> like uh, what would stop a band from doing this? Because in my opinion, if I was a band, this seems like a great revenue. You know. Gets yep. people at your show, especially if you you know you're having these top artists do it every different show. You know, yeah. I'm not a huge Primus fan, but I will go to Primus shows with friends now mm-hmm. who do love them and do love posters because I want to get I want to see what the cool art is. You know, yeah. And yeah. believe me, I have huge respect for Primus. I probably cut a little of that out. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I love Les Claypool. He's 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 a master, but um, Absolutely. I'm a, I I. I'm more inclined to go see them because of what they do with their posters. And I'm, I'm just curious on why do you think some bands don't do it? And I don't really have a good answer to that question. I wish I did. I, Fair I, enough. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I think you're right there. It's, it's not only something that I think would be worthwhile financially for any band, uh, that plays live shows, uh, which is probably there, you know, in terms of being a successful business, that's the number one reason that they would want to do it. But, I think also uh, there's a huge potential for just um, gaining new fans, you know, getting getting your band's name in more places than ever before, uh, the whole collectability aspect of it. Uh, I just don't see any reasons not to do it, you know. Um, but it seems, it, you're right. It seems like there's a, there's a core of like, you know, maybe 20 to 30 bands that are doing this consistently, and then every other band just doesn't do it at all. Yeah. And I don't. I don't understand why. You know, no, but me neither. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe things will. Uh, you know, I, I feel like the gig poster scene is is definitely expanding in a lot of ways. So maybe, maybe we'll see more of that in the future. Who knows? Fair enough. Because it, 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 you know, it'd be wild again. Because you you follow certain artists, and it's like I wonder. For example, like you, is I start collecting your stuff, uh, all of a sudden. You're doing like uh, a Miley Cyrus poster, and now I gotta have a badass samurai of Miley Cyrus <laughs> on my wall because <laughs> you know. What yeah, I'm exactly. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's I guess, <laughs> right? Because um, who? Why would you turn down Miley Cyrus? I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the reason I kind of was asking those questions uh, about you know you coming up and building is. Uh, a lot of poster artists are going to conventions now. Um, do have you done that at all yet? No, um, I've considered it, but I haven't actually made it happen yet. I I almost went to the Sonic Temple Festival um, in well, it would have been 2021 um, because I had done the poster or a poster for that event. Uh, but then the event got canceled due to COVID and the poster didn't happen. The festival didn't happen. And, and obviously my, you know, I wasn't able to be there as a vendor. Um, but I, I did a lot of prep work for that and I was almost going to do it or I was going to do it um, until it got canceled. But 
I don't know. It's uh, it's probably something I'll get into um, as I do more and more posters and um, what what would att- you know, what, it, what would attract you to going to a convention? So you're, I'm guessing you're in L.A. No, no, I'm in uh, upstate New York. That's right. What am I thinking? I know, I know, I know the time zones. I set this meeting up. Your hat threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess uh, what would what would entice you to come to a convention? Do you just need the, you know the amount of product? I guess or yeah, that would be you know that would be part of it. Having enough posters to make it worth going. Um, you know, I'm thankful that you know I don't have a whole lot of inventory. You know, so to go to a convention, you know, I see guys like, um, well, I don't know, whoever, but, you know, they'll get a vendor booth set up and they'll have all their posters behind them that they're selling at the show. And it's like 50 posters, you know, and they got to have at least a handful of copies of each one of those, you know. Yeah. I, I just don't have that much inventory. Either I haven't been doing this long enough, um, you know, or, I, you know, I've had a few, you know, uh, I've been grateful to have a few uh, posters sell out, so I just don't have any more to sell. Um Maybe when I, you know, do this do this for longer and build up my inventory more, that would make more sense. Uh, the main reason I would do it right now, I guess, is just to network with other poster artists and uh, kind of meet the people that buy the posters, you know, meet customers, meet fans, uh, and just kind of, you know, have that sort of face-to-face with other people in, in the scene, other artists. You know, I, I've, uh, I've been able to meet a few, a few different artists in the poster scene, but it's always been, you know, it's all online, you know, never face to face because nobody lives where I live. Who are, I oh, haven't done it who, or anything. Who are some of your favorite, uh, gig poster artists? Oh, there's a lot. Um, let's see. Ken Taylor, probably one of my, one of my top favorites. Uh, Daniel Danger. Um, Drew Millward is a favorite. Um, Dave Clock. Uh, Aaron Horky, um, Florian Berber, although he doesn't really do too many gig posters, but he's one of my favorites just as an artist. Um, Bernie Wrightson is a huge is a huge influence on on me and my work. Um, well, Colin Estrada, uh, the designers at Bronca Studio in in Spain, they're they're amazing. Uh, Dan Black from Landland, um, Andy Brace, he's not a gig poster artist, but he's amazing. Uh, this kind of work, stuff like that. So, are these uh, guys that you're starting to network with now? Zoltron. Um, yeah, somewhat. I mean, I know a couple of them. Uh, I talk back and forth with Dave Clock occasionally on Instagram. Um, I've had you know email conversations with, with Zoltron before, asking him questions about just like you know how do I do this? You know, like <laughs> you've been in it a long time. You're yeah. you're one of the masters of the scene. You know, and he'll give me advice from time to time, which I'm super thankful for. Sure. Uh, he's a super nice guy. Um, Colin Estrada, I've talked to a couple of times, I think. Um, uh, but I guess what I'm asking is I, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, what an artist would talk to another artist about. Like, I'm guessing you stay yeah. away from art. <laughs> like, I, you obviously have questions, but, um, you know, to whether I'm guessing maybe screen printing questions or just how to release certain things. Cause you know, another artist explained screen printing to me recently and like it finally clicked and I'm sure at some point you had to learn that process as well. Right. To like, I don't know if you screen print things yourself or you get, get them made, but at least setting up the digital file, like here's my, yeah. here's my blacks, here's my a color, B color, C, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. And, uh, yeah. learn, you know, do you, do you pick your colors as you go or you do it all at the end? Um, I usually do it. That's, that's usually one of the last things I do is, um, is choose, choose color scheme. I mean, uh, like when I'm working through, you know, filling in the different elements in the, in the poster with color, usually it's way, way off from what it eventually ends up as. And it's super ugly for a long time just because I'm, you know, just, just filling shapes with whatever color keeps it separate from the thing next to it at gotcha. the time. And eventually, you know, all right, I want the, you know, I want this tire to be the same color as the, the, you know, the window on the side of the vehicle or whatever, you know, and I'll, I'll match those. And then, you know, you eventually just end up with, well, for me anyway, five to seven different, different colors. And then, you know, 
it's it's more about choosing the tone and the color at first, you know, because you want certain things to be darker, certain things to be lighter, so that the focal points are where you want them to be. Um, and then once you've got, for me anyway, once you've got that stuff worked out, that's when I choose like, all right, I got my darks and lights worked out. Now let's figure out what actual colors are these are supposed to be, you know, and that's kind of the last move in the whole deal. Do my question is is did you have to like take a class on this? Like you're just experimenting, asking Zoltan Zoltron questions, <laughs> like um Yeah, kinda of, kinda of all of the above. I mean I I have a degree in illustration from Syracuse University and that that helped me with a lot of you know the because the, you know the, the technique the techniques I use and the in the you know how to put the poster together visually, conceptually and compositionally, but as far as the screen printing process and like the, the production aspects, that's just something I've learned over time. Trial and error. I do my own research and mm-hmm. yeah, trial and error. And, um, you know, I did a lot of t-shirt graphics, uh, prior to getting into gig posters and the process is the same in terms of setting up the print file for the printer, you know, keeping different colors on different layers, color separations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it just kind of carries over, but you know, in a bigger and more complex way when you get to the gig poster side. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, next question I have is uh, about foils. I'm very curious um, about foils. Some artists I've talked to, they're like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, like I, they get it, you know, like collectors really want them, but some of them think they're just like, it's messing with my shit. <laughs> Like, do you, do you, do you have an opinion on foils in general? Do you mess with different kinds of papers and different foil papers? And, um, do you ever draw for foil? You know, all those. Yeah. 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 Um, foils are obviously a big part of the, the whole big poster scene. I know the collectors really dig them. So it's never something that I avoid. I always want to be able to, you know, give people what they want as long as it's done in a way that doesn't detract from my contribution to the poster, you know, I don't want, I don't want the poster to be just a sheet of rainbow foil paper with some, you know, with some lines on it. I want the foil to complement the art. I personally, I mean, I, I also collect some gig posters sometimes. Uh, I try not to do too many just because I don't want to have a million tubes sitting in a corner. Like me? You know, <laughs> and, or just, you know, flat files, just full of posters that never get to, you know, be looked at. But for me as a as a collector, I I tend to buy the regular edition over the foil, just because I in a in a lot in most cases for me I I prefer that because I I don't know I think the foil detracts a lot of times from the artwork. Um, so when I create a gig poster, I really try hard to from the beginning do the artwork in a way that is going to be successful on both sides. You know, like gotcha. if somebody wants the regular, it's going to look great. If somebody wants the foil version, it's still going to look great, just in a different way. Um, I don't know, like, uh, <clears throat> let's see, what's a good example? The first Foo Fighters poster I did with the goddess Hecate, yep. the Greek goddess Hecate, with the big, you know, rose window sure. uh, in the background. I I designed that one from the start with the foil in mind so that the foil would show through with the window panes and in a few other areas to really um, enhance the artwork instead of just be a foil version of the artwork, you know, I guess. No, I, um, I completely understand. So I try to, I try to do that with everyone. You know, and sometimes it's more successful than other times. But yeah, in terms of foils, like the particular foil stock I choose, um, a lot of times it comes down to just what's available, especially recently. Uh, paper stocks have been very difficult to source hmm. uh, for the printers. Um, and and my, my nine to five is running a print shop, not a screen print shop, but a, a digital print shop. And I'm, you know, it's the same thing for me. I, I try to order paper and it's like, no, we don't have any more. don't have any of that. We have a few cartons of this. We got a few cartons of that. Do you want it? So foil stocks have been uh, it's difficult to get like some of the, the, the more exotic varieties. Like a lot of times you'll see not just the basic hologram, you know, rainbow hologram or like sparkle foil, but some of the more exotic stuff that has different shapes and whatever in it. Yeah. You know, I've seen like an eight, eight bit foil or something I've seen one time. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that kind of thing. Uh, white swirl. Um, yeah, yeah, all that, all that really exotic stuff. Sometimes it's really hard to find, so I got to kind of use with whatever I can, whatever I can get, or whatever the printer can get, rather, you know. But I, I think I want to, you know, I tried to do it with this last Avet Brothers poster I did, 
to do some specialty, you know, very limited variants that were not foils, but different kinds of paper, like, you know, like an orange butcher paper with just the line work on it as opposed to variant or, you know, some, some, some of the weirder, I guess, you know, French paper company, uh, types of speckled papers and stuff that would, you know, give the, give the artwork a, a cool look, uh, as a variant, but not be a variant. You know? I gotcha. Not, uh, I guess my only answer would be I'm not, I'm not an foil. I just try to, uh, experiment with foil in a way that's going to change the art. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great idea because in in moving forward now, I'm probably gonna look as a collector when that those foils come up, my immediate is like pick a foil <laughs> just because of the, yeah, yeah. the limited because they're limitation. more limited. Yeah. Exactly, but now talking to you, it's like okay, maybe maybe I should question because I. I I won't say which poster it is, but, um, you know, I bought two and I wanted the regular and I wanted a foil of, you know, a specific poster. And when I got them, I was like, God damn it. I like the regular way more, <laughs> like way, <laughs> way more. And it was like a special yeah. gold foil thing. And, um, there were only like 10 of them and I was really happy I got it. But the one I'm gonna probably end up putting up <laughs> is gonna be the regular, the yeah. and it's like yeah. I'm. Now that you say it, I'm like, uh, I may reconsider when I purchase <laughs> things, uh, which one I get. Um, but nonetheless, yeah. It, it, yeah, the the foils are, you know, obviously the more collectible ones because they're always more limited and whatever, and people, you know, sometimes pay crazy prices for them, and it's, you know in terms of being on the artist side, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to provide that for people or something and get people excited. Um, uh, but I, you know, it, it's just something that for me, I, I just always want to do it in a way that's, you know, the foil is going to be great in its own right and not just the full version of the regular. You know, gotcha. So, uh, just, talking about these collectors and crazy prices, um, I'm guessing you've had some experience now with uh, like flippers, right? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's hard to even pick a pick a place to start with them. But uh, as an artist, like, how does that? I've never really asked people, uh, an artist, about flippers yet. I'm curious on why I haven't. But uh, just your thoughts on like aftermarkets and crap like that. Does it piss you off? Um, not, not really. I mean. I, you know, I would prefer that every poster I sell gets into the hands of a real fan, you know, either a fan of the band or a fan of myself, I don't care, or both, preferably. But, you know, the secondary market is always going to be there. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, if somebody buys a poster, they obviously have the right to resell it, you know, how they see fit. You know, that's, that's, their, <clears throat> that's their, their right, and I'm not going to dispute that. You know, but it is frustrating to see... The worst part of it for me is to, you know, like talk to someone beforehand, before I sell my copies of the posters or whatever, they're real excited about getting one, you know, the bots and the flippers grab them all instantly. And, and the person that really wanted one, even not even the foil one, but even just a regular one doesn't have that, you know, doesn't have the opportunity to get one at the regular price, you know, and they have to go to eBay and buy one from a flipper for five or six times the cost. And then, you know, they've put a whole bunch of money into it. And it just is kind of a sad thing to see um, that someone who's a true collector and a true fan of the artwork, true fan of the band, can't get one without paying a ridiculous amount of money for it. Yeah. And, you know, that's the, that's the worst part of it. Um, but I don't really see much of a way around it. You know, I've, I've gone through, like, you know, sometimes if I have a poster that, you know, sells out real quick, I'll... You know, obviously there's bots involved in a lot of them. And I go through my orders and I try to figure out, like, you know, which which orders could be bot orders. You know, I'll set up limits and stuff like other artists do, like one per household, one per address or whatever. Uh, one, you know, one per person. But they've figured out ways around that where they can, like, P.O. box know, it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. P.O. boxes or, like, a separate credit card for each one that they buy, a separate name, a separate address. And there's no way to prove, like, 
that they violated my rule of one per household or whatever because they're all going to different places, different credit cards, different names. Yep. So it's like, you know, I, I can't in my, you know, I, I can't. You're just one guy and you're not a tech genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, I, I, I can't in, in good conscience cancel any orders that aren't an outright violation of my one per household rule and that never shows up. So it's like I don't have a choice. I got to send them out. You know, because they may very well be three people in the same town that ordered the poster. You know, you know, it's it's a difficult situation, and I haven't figured out a good way to you know kind of get around that stuff. But I don't think anyone has. You know. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, uh, I, I saw email put up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 I'm sure you saw. It. I see the poster in the background. Yeah. I won that one, by the uh, way. I, I got really lucky. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I, I, his special flipper price of uh, six thousand dollars or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> And what was funny is uh, I obviously wasn't at that show, but it comes out. You know, I'm a huge fan. I'm a collector. I'm like, God, I'm never going to get a hold of that. Like, there's just, I don't have bots. Yeah. I don't have computer programs that are going to tell me when this website changes. And, but I know yeah. people that do. Actually, I know people that know people do. Let's let's put that. It's funny. I'm like, well, when you hear from your guy that knows somebody, <laughs> like, it's gonna take about six minutes, and it's already gonna be. I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, got, I got really lucky on that one. They raffled one off, and I I won the raffle. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, your actually a poster is one that I missed a drop on. Like, I'm, I've been pretty good about getting most people I talk to. Um, and I'll eventually get yours somehow, you know, uh, it's not impossible yeah, yeah. just for the sake of our conversation. And again, I, I don't hold any uh, ill will towards you. I, I see it as uh, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. As a yeah, collect- yeah, as a collector, uh, I will tell you this, like I am on the way on your website or whoever's website. I usually do it a day before where I'm like, all right, how does their checkout system work? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What's my what's my fastest route? And then about mm-hmm. 10 minutes before, make sure everything's loaded up and hopefully my credit card information can go quickly. And then at the mo, you know, you hit the F5 button and you can either get yeah. through checkout quick or you can't. And on yours, I was not quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, it, it went fast. But yeah, like you said, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Yeah. It's just a matter of how many other people are competing against you, I suppose. From what I understand, again, me being only into this community the last year and change, or so um it's the craziest it's ever been um mm-hmm. when it comes to that kind of stuff and i think it'll wax and wane and I'm, i think there's a i think people are realizing now that they're not going to make so much they're not going to get rich off of flipping <laughs> so i think it's yeah i'm hoping yeah. it's calming down but you never know yeah and <clears throat> you know it's different for different bands too sure but i don't know that's i've you know I've, I've i've got messages from people uh you know people that have tried to get my posters and have failed and they give me, you know, some suggestions in terms of like how to list, how to list the poster, when to list the posters to kind of, um, you know, minimize the, the bot and flipper activity potential. And, you know, I've, I've utilized a lot of suggestions, but nothing is foolproof yet that I found. Yeah. So. And again, but at the same time, it's like, I, I, you know, I, I don't have time or, or the, no. or the desire to, to yeah. go, months months into researching how to how to battle bots you know, set up my <laughs> shop to, yeah to, to combat that stuff because you know the guys that do this sort of thing they're they're going to be 100 steps ahead of me anyway yeah there's plus there's, i got posters posters to create i don't have time to be a, a you know web guru no i and i coming from the guy who collects i don't blame you like at all you know like it's not it's not your job to can't combat cybersecurity, you know. It's your yeah, job to yeah, make yeah, yeah. it's your job to make the cool art. You do the best you can, you know. Yeah. Let the I chips just try fall. to set things up to be as, as fair as possible to everybody and Yeah. And and I, beyond that, I don't really have much control. No, and I I, I appreciate appreciate you even commenting on it. Uh I really do. Uh I'll get to the last couple of questions. Um you say you collect gig posters yourself, uh specific bands or artists? Uh, artists, you know, like I got, you know, I got, uh, I don't know, I got a, Bunch. I got a handful up, and I got a handful <laughs> in tubes. You know, some of them yeah. are just, are just screen prints that aren't even band prints. Like I, I have three Daniel Danger posters sitting over here that aren't band posters at all. They're just prints that he's done that I've loved and and bought. You know, I, I tend to follow the artists more than the bands. Nice. 
So uh, Pussifer is doing a second leg of their tour. You got another one coming out? I know some some artists are, some artists aren't. I'm guessing you do. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do, I can't, uh, I can't say what, what state or what city it is, but, um, I, I will be included on the next door. I think I'm allowed to say that much. Fair enough. So looking forward to, I'm looking forward to that for sure. I really appreciate the conversation. Um, again, look, look at, uh, look for his poster on the, the second leg of the tour. Do you mind doing a little plug for yourself? Um, where people can find you? Yeah, sure. Um, I tend to keep my Instagram most up to date. It's uh, Thousand Styles or at Thousand Styles uh, with the numbers one zero 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 Styles. Uh, that's where I. Um, that's where you're going to see everything from me first. Um, my website uh, thousandstyles.com, um, all spelled out like T H O U S A N D styles.com. Uh, then I keep up to date there. Uh, not quite as often, but um, everything usually shows up there from you know eventually. Um, but yeah, that, you can get to my web store through my, through the website and, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I appreciate everything. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Anybody that uh, was interested enough to see what I have to say about my process and my work. And thanks to you very much for interviewing me in the first place. Yeah, no, great to, my, the the so. thanks are all mine. First of all, um, <laughs> last thing I forgot to mention, uh, I'm a big Mars attacks fan. Uh, oh yeah, uh, and you too. obviously, yeah, you obviously have the Mars yeah, attacks. Yeah. I seen you do that. I just wanted to say that I don't really have any other questions. I mean, <laughs> other than fucking a, um, my wife, I, my lady, um, huge Mars attacks fan too, and I got her these custom like I found an artist and she made these custom purses that are all Mars oh, attacks cool. and uh, I love it. We got a couple in the living room Mars attacks posters from artists um love that movie love that movie more than i love tim burton (laughs) (laughs) and uh and i live in vegas so that's kind of a vegas staple too um oh yeah yeah because the whole uh, desert right right yeah Uh, i I love it too i love the whole vibe yeah great so again thank you dan dipple and aka 1000 styles for coming on and check out his instagram shop buy his posters buy his regular art pins i think you have on there all t-shirts do all that yeah and uh, different things yeah thank you for listening don't go anywhere uh all right i'm just thank gonna you. S- spiral out podcast is produced by me your host chris west edited by me researched by me uh everything is pretty much just done by me uh go to our website spiral out pod.podbean.com follow us on instagram at spiral underscore out underscore pod facebook spiral out podcast and again if you want to see some of the images associated with this episode click the link in the show notes and it'll take you there again thank you for listening spiral out pod dismissed wait that's another show <laughs>